hey, I'm going to be the first person to show up to get the uh, vaccine. Aren't you, Stu? Oh, no, wait. Tomorrow is opposite day. I'm sorry. Not a chance. Not a chance. Are you going to go take it? I was. I registered for the trials. For the vaccine trials. I'm you very also, pro-vaccine. I've told you, you this many also, times. I want all the needles. Give you, me all the needles. Inject me with things. This guy also <laughs> drank a glass of weed killer. Round yes, up. I, it was. It was did not taste no, good. But I I'm thought still about alive. you. I I thought about you because <clears> I I met with a this this great old cowboy a few weeks ago up at the ranch. He comes up. He's dying. And he says it's because of Roundup. Really? Yeah, riddled with cancer. And I was like, there is still hope for me. I could still lose Stu. <laughs> That's where your mind went? That's where my mind went. I don't know why. I'm so sorry about that. All right, we're going to talk about uh, COVID and the mask thing. And uh, hey, did you hear the really good news about what? Uh, Bill Gates have been working on with vaccines. I, I said any needle Bill Gates got laying around, just ah, just, just jam it in, it. Yeah, jam just it into my jam arm, jam it into yep, his arm. That's what I'm for. It's definitely not the mark of the beast. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Patriot Mobile. So there's a week left on Patriot Mobile's Christmas special. I urge you to look into it. Consider switching. Vitally important as we roll into this new year that we work to support conservative businesses when we can. Big mobile companies contribute a portion of your bill to the leftist causes like Planned Parenthood. But Patriot Mobile does the opposite. They contribute to conservative and Christian causes. And you get the same great service at affordable plans. And you can't go wrong where everybody's on the same cell tower now. Until December 19th, get a Samsung A11 for yourself and someone close. That's two phones absolutely free. Or bring your own phone and get a free month of service. Patriot Mobile, the nation's only Christian mobile company. And they'll donate to conservative causes like supplying right now children with Bibles. That's so radical. Can you believe that's radical now? Mm. That's like, how dare them do that? Go to patreonmobile.com slash back. Call their uh, U.S.-based customer service team if you don't want to go online. 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders, you're going to save even more. Same great service, lower price, and they actually celebrate Christ- uh, Christmas. And they don't fund, you know, baby killing. So how great is that? Hey, Verizon, hear us now. Switch to Patriot Mobile, patriotmobile.com slash back, patriotmobile.com slash back. Well, let's uh, let's take you down memory lane here or what is now called in the media memory holes where it just kind of just drifts down the memory hole. Luckily, we have a lane where we keep all of those memories and we'd like to stroll down it now. Down memory lane on the COVID goalposts. This is the point about bending the curve. A surge of cases will overwhelm hospital capacity, both the beds, the supply lines. That's a surge of cases. So you need to stretch it out Mm -hmm. with social distancing and other measures to bend the arc, stretch out the care. We need to bend the curve in the state of California. We must flatten this curve and we must social distance. And there's no way around this. We must work together to bend the curve. We are... In doing social distancing with the idea of flattening the curve and trying to prevent overwhelming our healthcare infrastructure. The flattening 
possible flattening of the curve is uh, better. And the quicker you do the work to make sure that you flatten the curve, the more lives you will save. We've never been fully closed. We'll never be completely open until we have a cure. But I do believe that we can take steps. Well, today they say the steps we've taken are making a big difference, but it's far too soon to let up now. We could see a year of on and off social distancing while we wait for either herd immunity or a vaccine. In the absence of any treatment or vaccine, it could take up to 12 to 18 months to build up enough immunity in the population to free us from that. The exit from this is going to be one of two things, uh, ideally, one of which is a highly effective vaccine. I worry that when we do have a vaccine, that people will think, great, I'm protected. I can now throw away my mask. So it is possible and conceivable you could get the vaccine, be protected, your health is going to be fine, you're not going to get sick, but you still could get an asymptomatic case, pass it on to your grandmother and kill her. There's just some false sense of hope that, oh boy, in, in December 15th, we're going to get this vaccine and people will start getting vaccinated and we can just uh, forget about wearing a mask and socially distancing and washing our hands. But we have to continue that. We might have to social distance until 2022. Even through early 2022, unless we help other countries get rid of this disease mm. and we get high vaccination rates in our country, the risk of reintroduction will be there. Well, you got it from Bill Gates. 2022. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe 2022. I mean, the guy came up with a paperclip thing on your computer. You're trying to tell me he's <laughs> I mean, wrong on this? Come on, man. I mean, look, I, I, I think uh, I'm very I'm I take this differently, I think, than a lot of people uh, maybe in the audience and that like I am super impressed with Operation Warp Speed. So am I. I, I mean, I'm, I'm actually amazed by it. I mean, you know, th there's this tweet that's going out that's, you know, citing all these people that are saying, you know, Trump was uh, Trump says he's going to have a vaccine by the end of the year. And, and experts say that this would be a miracle. Well, kind of is a miracle. Like, I mean, as no, much it, as I, as much as no, no, no. their motivation for saying those things was solely to destroy Donald Trump. Well, I saw this. But I mean, this really is a miracle type of moment, assuming it works the way that it is expected so to work. I agree with you. In fact, the media now agrees with you. They're yeah, not calling now, it Operation Warp Speed. Hmm. They're now calling it the COVID Manhattan Project. <laughs> Anything They're now so impressed yeah. that it's the Manhattan Project. As soon definitely, as the election's over. Yeah, definitely not anything that Donald Trump called it. A lot of a lot of conservative commentators made the point uh, with some, uh, you know, I can understand why it was made in that co the uh, the COVID storyline would disappear and, you know, come a oh, day no. after the election. And that, obviously that has not been true. I mean, it's we're we are having a lot of people die still. Because However, the vaccine skepticism from the media has disappeared oh yeah as soon as soon as we got past the election they all of a sudden recognize what an amazing scientific achievement we need this a is. passport of some sort we need verification <laughs> we need to line everybody up <laughs> rouse, 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 and get the vaccination <laughs> i mean it, it's look i i i think he i i think trump did something utterly amazing here and proved what a lot of conservatives have been arguing for a long time if you get out of the way uh, and and create an environment that these companies can innovate. They can do incredible things. This is a, a victory for capitalism. Yep. It's a victory for the Trump administration. Yep. And uh, you never hear it talked about uh, in those terms 
during during any media conversation about the vaccine. Well, we don't know who's going to have the vaccine. Good thing that mm-hmm. Bill Gates was working with MIT a few years ago mm-hmm. and has developed almost a tattoo like substance. <laughs> this is true. No, I know. I, I, you, I don't what know. do you say? Well, it's nothing. It's not tied to this. It has nothing to do with this vaccine. I don't no, know why I know. we're discussing I, it today. No, I know it has nothing to do with this vaccine, mm-hmm. but it is mm-hmm. for vaccinations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He developed it so we could know that kids had their vaccinations. But to be clear, Donald Trump is not implementing this as part of no. the, the vaccine no. process but here. Donald with the Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you heard the news. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump. He's yesterday's news. Yeah, He's out I've of here. Been hearing brother. a lot of that. He yes. is out of here. Yeah. It, so but, they've got some mm-hmm. things they got to do. And, oh, God. and I'm just saying. So get your vaccine before January 20th. Is I that what you're wouldn't saying? be surprised <laughs> to see it suddenly mm, start to tattoo all of us. Mm. That uh, and it's weird because <laughs> it's like once you take it, you can't get rid of it. Mm. Which is like the uh, what is that thing called? Uh, the marker of the dog or something uh, like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the mark of the beast. Right. That's what it, <laughs> it's definitely not the mark of the beast. I, I will say in your, uh, in, in the montage that uh, we just heard, there's a lot of talk about like, Oh, dude, you're going to wear your mask till 2022. I mean, first of all, if this thing is actually 90% effective, no one's going to be doing that. But there is the other side of this, which is if it's not taken by people, well, then this stuff does continue. Right. All of these people continue to, to ask you to wear a mask until we have herd mentality, uh, herd, herd immunity. immunity. Which is, you know, they think about 70 percent of the population, right. 60 to 70 percent of the population. I'm, I'm telling you now. And you figure about 15 already have it. Like me, I'm a COVID-19 survivor. Uh, but uh, I think I have it. Yeah, you, you did test negative. Uh, I tested negative, yeah. but I, I never took it for the antibodies, but everyone in my family had it. Yeah, and, and you I were, was locked up with them. You were also not even attempting to distance from your own family who had it actively. Well, uh, I sleep with my wife, yes. Yeah, I, I didn't do. sleep with my wife when she had it, and I didn't. You're supposed. You're, you're supposed that's to probably t- because your wife. Probably she's also said, disgusted by yeah, me in every way. Like, but I'm that's not all. Sleeping with you. She's like, I swear, I have COVID. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, like people a have to people have to take it, right? If 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 seventy percent of the population says they're not going to take it, which is not what the polls are showing at all. The polls are showing about eighty percent of people are open to taking it in the in the first few months. About forty percent of people are like, day one, I'm in. Another forty percent are like, let me wait like a few weeks to see if people start exploding. Then I'm in. Uh, so, the, so it's, it's an overwhelming majority. You think of people. there's a chance? Yeah, that they want to make sure. <laughs> right. Able to get what happened thing. to what happened to Stu? All I, I see know. is just a pile of goo where he was sitting. He's like that whale. They exploded on the beach, <laughs> which is actually a pretty good metaphor for me if I exploded. Uh, but yeah, no, there is that. There's the hesitance of like I don't necessarily want to be first in line. But if people seem to be okay, I mean, like the the I just don't. These I, are large trials, and and the main the main side effect they're showing is soreness at the injection site, which again I kind no of expect deal. with a needle. There yeah. have been some people with chills. Uh, there have been a couple of, of things that, that that worry that worry people enough to make sure that they're kind of it, recommending people with. I mean, this is legitimately what they're saying: people with allergies to the ingredients of the vaccine should not take the vaccine. Well, yes. Is well, that not problem. is that not obvious? If you are allergic to the thing in the vaccine, you should not take but, the vaccine. Here's the here is the real problem. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I'm not anti-vaccine. I am anti being forced to take it. And I also am much more into herd immunity. I mean, when my wife said I have COVID, I gave her a big kiss. Yeah. 
That's I a mean, terrible idea, but well, yes, that is what you did. Uh, remember, the herd fine. immunity, that is what a vaccine does. Right. The idea of I having know. a vaccine is to get you to herd I immunity. I know. The problem with it is, is this is the first time this has ever been done. Yeah. They've, it's a, what's it, RNA? A- a- mRNA. Yeah, M- vaccine. A- a- yeah. So basically what it does is it, 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 a lot of vaccines will introduce like a deactivated part of a virus to tell your body, hey, when you see this, attack it. Right. So it's ready when you get the real virus and, and, and the active virus. That's that's a, and there are vaccines that are going uh, down that road as well. This vaccine is different. This vaccine tells your body to create the proteins that surround the virus. So it's telling your body to do something. Your body is creating the actual protein. And then your immune system sees this protein, says, that's weird. Let's attack it. Attacks it, gets the antibodies ready. So when you actually get the vaccine... Uh, or when you, excuse me, when you actually get the virus, if you were to get it in some store or something, your body would already be prepared to attack it and would attack it with but the antibodies. But this is the first time that this has been tried, and yeah. the way it tricks your body, there, there is, you know, uh, it's like yeah, skepticism. You know, it, it, it's just it's there's cautionary. Uh, wait sure. a minute, wait, we haven't seen long term effects of this. Because nothing like this has ever been done. Yeah, it's basically providing blueprints to your body to create a protein, right? And when it creates that protein, your body recognizes it as foreign and attacks it and prepares it for the virus. You're right. It's it's a new it's a new technology. The the good thing about it is it can be. This is why it was done so quickly. One of the reasons why it was done so quickly. Uh, if this technology works, which they do expect it to, obviously, um, it would provide a pathway to get rid of a lot of really serious ailments i mean it's really promising i can understand why people though are like i don't necessarily want to be first in line for that and to your long-term point there is no solution to this if 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 we if we if our goal is to completely out uh uh, you know uh rule out long-term effects because we'd have to wait 30 years and we just be by that time we would already pass so it is a that's why i would say take it if you are the most vulnerable Mm -hmm. but don't give it to our kids yeah they have not they are not have not tested on anyone under 16 so they are ruling well i still consider 16 a kid yeah that's what i mean you know and i don't think they're not recommending it for anyone under 16 at this point it's emergency youth use authorization so but that's not where they're headed they want i mean bill gates wants the entire world vaccinated with this thing no, yeah. thank you. I don't need the vaccine. I don't want the vaccine. Yeah, I mean, at like, least at this point, I, don't I, I and I, I support your right on per, especially especially on personal liberty grounds to be able to say no. You should always there should not be mandating this thing. And the good thing about this particular vaccine, unlike others, is that if the effectiveness as is as high as they expect it to be, there's no there's no justifiable reason to mandate it. Now, Andrew Cuomo will do it anyway because he's a terrible human being in every way possible. But there's no if there's an, if you're at 90 percent, 90 percent effectiveness, there's no reason to to uh, to mandate this. If you're living in Illinois, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, California, New York, New York, you're going to be you're going to be mandated because uh, they're talking about it. I mean, I believe that Dershowitz is right. The federal constitution, the feds could never mandate it. No. Never. It's against the constitution 
you know, I don't even, even know Biden what that is saying that. Yeah. Biden is even saying I'd have to go to individual governors to get them to do right. it. Right. So the individual governors are going to have to be the ones to do it. Now, the feds will tie all kinds of health care money. They'll make it difficult. Every, they'll make it really difficult. But if you're in, let me just say this. If you're in South Dakota, you have a governor that won't do it. Everywhere else is up for grabs. yeah i mean i think i i would be surprised if red states mandate this i would be i mean there may be one or two but i'm saying generally speaking i would i I don't think that's going to be the case again that's positive right i mean like i think what what i'm saying is i think it's going to be effective enough and you're going to wind up seeing positive results these death numbers will actually go down when enough people start Mm -hmm. having these vaccines that it's going to be something that people are fine getting I mean, look, people get all sorts of vaccines all the time that mm-hmm, they don't mm-hmm. have to get. I mean, this is not like no, we act no as problem. if the vaccine is this really highly controversial thing. It's highly polarized where there's a small percentage of the population who will not get them. Right. And look, then there's a much larger percentage of population that I can ever get it over with. I want to go. I want my movie theaters. To here's open the thing. Again. If I'm going and I am and you are, too, we're going mm-hmm. on a cruise. You got to you have to have the vaccine to go on a cruise. That's like you have to have a vaccine to go to Africa. OK. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good but, example. You yeah, know, like when no, people do I'll the international the travel, and it won't be a problem. Uh, if you force me to take it, I got a problem with that. Please don't do this. I don't know if there's any. I'm sure there's no one out there that would actually care about the outcome. Because you know what? Andrew Cuomo does not care how many people get COVID in his state. He cares about how many books books he sells and how good he looks to the media and how many times he can go on TV and brag about himself. But like, if you actually care about this vaccine being successful and people not getting COVID-19 do not mandate the vaccine. If you mandate the vaccine, you will get a giant chunk of the population who will not get it because you've mandated it. And that's exactly why they will do it because it will divide us even more. All right, let me stop quick. Tell you about AMAC, the association of mature American citizens. It's the replacement for AARP because AARP sucks i almost went on i almost went on uh amac you're not only getting the kind of benefits you deserve and need but you're also going to be part of a conservative activism group while you're in the process right now in washington amac voter fraud petition is going on it's passed 165,000 signers on a weeks ago it's growing every day the petition is active in dc and it's going out to the state governors, the attorneys general, the secretaries of state, state legislators, members of the House, uh, the Senate, Attorney General William Barr, who. I've got a lot to say. about him, <laughs> anyway, I can't keep track of these things. Anymore. Stand, stand with AMAC as they fight the good fight by becoming a member today. You know, the only person that could be worse. Andrew Cuomo. Yes. And he's being considered. Mm -hmm. Uh, The benefits are great. The cause is even greater. Join right now at amac.us slash Beck. That's amac.us slash Beck. AMAC is better, better for you, better for America. 10 seconds, station ID. So Dave Portnoy's in the news again for a rant on the insanity of New York politicians. Listen to this. New York City just closed indoor dining. What do they think is going to happen? 
What, what do they think is gonna happen to the thousands of restaurants, the bar, they're done. They've scratched and clawed. And now a few politicians in New York City is like, eh, you're done. We're shutting it down. No indoor time. How do you expect these people to survive? What are people gonna go out to dinner now in ice cold temperatures? It's insanity. And this isn't about Corona or how dangerous and the hospitals and rising, it's not. I can't believe in this country what I consider the most basic right of them all, the right to earn a living, the right to earn a livelihood, is now being stolen. It is being stolen by a few politicians who believe they are smarter than me and you. They believe they have the right to tell me and you how to live our lives. Something you could never imagine. Basic freedoms they are stealing. And I'm not over saying it. They are stealing it. If I start Barstool and I work my to the bone for a decade and I got right to the point of making it and you pulled the plug without me having the chance, I would rather die. If somebody wants to go out, where do you think they're going? House parties. It doesn't even make sense. You're not even protecting the people. The people who will be going to these restaurants are still going out. I promise you, all you're doing is ruining thousands and thousands and thousands of lives. Absolutely right. He's absolutely right. Restaurants, businesses are starting to stand up as they should. More in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Alan West says maybe we need to secede. Maybe we need to. We're going to talk to him next. Uh, I'm sure you agree. Now is the best time of any to have all of your online information stolen by a cyber criminal because we're all online where a lot of us are doing our shopping for the holiday season. And uh, besides, I mean, space bunnies, vampire space bunnies could come down and we wouldn't be surprised. You think it's 2020, man. You think your stuff is not going to be stolen? Of course it is. It's 2020. This is why you need Norton 360. A lot of tools in protecting your online information, and Norton 360 is the toolbox that contains them all. When you get Norton 360, you're getting real-time protection against existing and, emergency, and emerging cyber threats that could put your information at risk. You also get a VPN with bank-grade encryption, a password manager. No one could prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is really the toolbox. It keeps giving year, all year long. Get 50% off your annual subscription right now for your first year. 50% off at Norton.com slash Beck. Norton.com slash Beck. And if you want some uh, Christmas presents for all your conservative friends, GlennBeckMerch.com. GlennBeckMerch.com. Get your stuff today. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Looking for a holiday gift. We're going to get into some of the holiday gifts uh, next hour. Uh, but we just uh, we just put up glennbeckart.com, glennbeckart.com, the COVID series and the political series. I personally like the, uh, the Joe Biden playset uh, from China. It's great. Uh, you'll find it at glennbeckart.com. Great holiday gift. Okay, we have... Um, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West on uh, with us. Now, he is the guy who delivered uh, Texas and fought real hard. The things that are going here in Texas going on with the uh, with the Democratic Party, shady games, 
millions and millions and millions of dollars coming into the state to flip it blue. He kept it red. Welcome, Alan West. How are you? Hey, it's good to be with you, Glenn, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So you said something... uh, This weekend, if I may quote, Supreme Court in tossing Texas lawsuit that was joined by 17 states, 106 U.S. congressmen, has decreed the state can take an unconstitutional action and violate its own election law, resulting in damaging effects on the other states that abide by the law, while the guilty state suffers no consequence. This decision establishes as a president uh, precedent that says states can violate the U.S. Constitution and not be held accountable. This decision will have far-reaching ramifications for the future of our constitutional republic. Perhaps law-abiding states should bond together and form a union of states that will abide by the Constitution. I'm for that. I'd like to know what you mean by that. Well, it's very simple, Glenn, and I know that there are some people that have shown their ignorance and incompetence saying that I'm calling for secession, when actually the people that are violating and not following the Constitution are the seditionists and those uh, that are advocating secession. The bottom line is that how will states be able to protect themselves if, by our Constitution, if states have a grievance and they do have a First Amendment right to petition their government for redress or grievance, if they have a grievance against another state, the original jurisdiction of that by the Constitution goes to the Supreme Court. But yet the Supreme Court just said in their decision last week, uh, Friday, that uh, they're not going to hear it. They tossed it out. So how do we make sure that states who are following the law and they are you know, receiving damages because of states that did illegal act- activities and constitutional actions, violating their own election law by having courts, by having secretaries of state, by having governors change election law, where do they go? to redress their grievances. And so I think it is very important, very imperative that we do start looking at how these states, uh, if we're going to have a more perfect union, which is what the preamble of the Constitution said, and abide by the Constitution, they have to look at how they can bind together and have a strong voice if the Supreme Court is going to continue to take this stance of not protecting law-abiding states, which, under the 14th Amendment, there is an equal protection under the law clause. So let's let's stick with the Supreme Court decision first, and then we'll get to the rest of this. Um, the Supreme Court uh, did reject hearing it. I think that was a massive mistake, especially when mm-hmm. half the country feels like nobody's listening to us. Nobody's even listening to us. Um, they should have listened. Whether that changed the outcome or not, it should have been ruled on. However, the one thing that was ruled on uh, was the the case itself? They threw it out, and even Scalia, uh, Barrett, uh, and not Scalia, but uh, God, why do we keep screwing him up with Alito? Alito, Alito and and, uh, and Thomas agreed with not hearing it. What does that tell well, you, if anything? Well, it tells me that I, I am very concerned that the Article Three of the Constitution says that courts are supposed to interpret law. Now, if all of a sudden we have justices that decide, you know, that they're not going to interpret the law, they have actually abdicated one of their enumerated duties and responsibilities. So they should have at least heard the case, should have allowed the evidence to come forward and make a decision on it and not just simply say we're not going to accept the case. And so, therefore, it comes back to my statement. What protection do law abiding states have against states that are going out there and violating 
the Constitution and violating law. You cannot have states that all of a sudden decide, well, we're going to have this universal mail-in ballot thing. You don't have to have signature verifications. We'll accept these ballots anytime after the the uh, November the 3rd election. And look at what has happened in New York. Claudia uh, Tenney is supposedly up by 12 ballots, and then guess what happens? Oh, we found 12 ballots. Mm-hmm. So if you want to talk about disenfranchising legal voters, is these unconstitutional acts that are doing it, but like you just said, where do people go? Where do states go to have their voices heard? The right to petition their government for redress of grievances. That is the foundation of our Declaration of Independence that Thomas Jefferson wrote. So what did, what do I would imagine the AGs would need to get together and and do this together to make sure that they are blocking unconstitutional rulings, et cetera, et cetera. What does that mean to you in in your eyes? How do they do that? Well, I mean, I am not a lawyer by trade. I'm just a simple, stupid paratrooper that took a note to the Constitution back in 1982. And I just see this as a threat. I see this as a fracture to our constitutional republic. So it's not just the state attorney generals. It's also the uh, state legislators. If you are a state legislator in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, or Wisconsin, you need to rise up. You need to stand up and say that we cannot allow the the uh, the judicial branch in our state or the executive branch in our state to supersede and to uh, usurp our, our, our duties and our responsibilities. They cannot change law. We're the ones that have been duly elected by the people to do such. So I think another thing that needs to happen, these state legislatures need to bond together. And I would hope that the state legislatures in these respective four states, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, will take an action and take a stand today. Do you see that happening? Have you heard any rumblings of that? I have not, and it just goes back to me asking the question is, the courage that it took uh, back in 1776 for those 56 men to stand up and establish these United States of America, I am really concerned that we still have that courage in this country. I have often thought of the only words that were spoken by George Washington during the actual Constitutional Convention. Um, they, of course, New York was looking for special exceptions and handouts, as usual. Uh, and Ben Franklin had fought and fought and fought against it. And they were starting to get, you know, starting to enter into really horse trading. And it was getting ugly. And the whole room stopped. And Ben Franklin looked at George Washington and he he stood up and the only thing he really said during the convention were these words let us raise a banner that the wise and the honest can repair the rest is in the hands of god uh and what he meant by that was do the right thing we haven't come this far to screw it up just do the right thing and it will be repairable in the future because they'll see that we tried to do the right thing and they'll want to do the right thing. But also, when you do the right thing, God's going to do what God's going to do and just accept the consequences one way or another. No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, a lot of people took some uh, 
uh, consternation with that final sentence in my statement. But if you go to the preamble of our Constitution, what does it say? It says, we the people of these of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, what's the very first thing? Establish justice. So what our founding fathers knew was that in order to have a more perfect union, we had to have a Constitution. We had to have a rule of law. If we have gotten to the point where we don't believe in that rule of law, we're not going to have a more perfect union. And that's why I talked about a union, the words that they use, of law-abiding states that abide by the Constitution. That's how we have a perfect union. And you're right. Leaders, what I learned in the military, leaders know what right looks like. And leaders don't pick and choose when to do what is right, which comes back to what the Supreme Court uh, did last Friday. You do what is right all the time. You interpret the law. That is your responsibility by the Constitution. And now states have to be concerned, where do we go to redress our grievances if the highest court in the land, which by original jurisdiction, that's the only court we can go to, decided to not listen to us? So, Alan, let me... Let me ask you a difficult question. Say all of these things fail and on the 20th of January or whatever it is, uh, the uh, Joe Biden is sworn in. And uh, that's just the ruling of the, the, you know, courts and the system and the and the legislatures and all of that. What is it going to take to get people to uh, come back into the fold and uh, and not split apart. <laughs> well, I think when you just said the ruling of the courts, first and foremost, the courts need to hear the people. And if the courts refuse to, to hear the people, then you're going to have an issue come uh, January the 20th. And we cannot live in a country where every single time there is a Republican that is elected, George W. Bush, he's illegitimate. When Donald Trump is elected, he's illegitimate. Let's resist him. When Amy Coney Barrett is uh, brought onto the Supreme Court by constitutional process, she's illegitimate. Brett Kavanaugh is illegitimate. We cannot have progressive socialists that believe that they can rule by absolutism and totalitarianism and everything that doesn't agree with them is illegitimate. So I think that the first and foremost, the American people need to go by the uh, electoral process, the ballot process. But if you start to have uh, mandates, edicts, orders, and decrees that are handed down, such as red flag laws, such as uh, mandatory uh, gun buybacks, you know, these things, I believe that the, the American people have a right to say no. Thank you very much, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West. Thanks for your stand and your time this morning. Appreciate it. Thank you. God you bless. God bless you. Merry Christmas. That was what I was looking for, because that's where, that's where I am. Okay? All right. Fight until the very end, but when the end is there and nobody's listening, okay. But if they start with unconstitutional things and they start taking away the things that are guaranteed in our rights, that's a different ballgame. That is an entirely different ballgame. Honey is our sponsor this half hour. The last minute Christmas shopping, last minute because when you're shopping online, you have to factor in shipping time, especially right now. While you're at it, they could be using uh, Honey, the app that will save you money when you shop. 
for one more week. There's a great Honey giveaway. Honey is helping to pay for a million dollars worth of free gifts this holiday season. It's thousands of prizes, prizes each week to Honey users. It might as well be you. You make a list of the gifts you want from certain stores, and Honey is going to watch it 24-7 to let you know when the price drops so you get the best price. But also on top of that, when you when you come on and you enter uh, uh, Honey and you put it onto your computer and you create that account, you'll start they'll start putting gifts uh, on your drop list and you have a chance to win. So you put that list together, they're just going to randomly select from people and it could be you. Here's a fine print. No purchase necessary. You have to have a PayPal account to redeem the prize. And the giveaway ends December 21st. Valid only in the U.S. And to enter, go and, and for all the rules, go to joinhoney.com slash Beck. It's free. Joinhoney.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck pro, uh, program. We were we were just talking about the uh, the problem that happened on uh, Friday with the Supreme Court with Lieutenant Colonel uh, Allen West, and I think I agree with his last statement. Is if I heard it right, you fight until it's over, and then when it's over, you you gather yourselves and stand for the Constitution. And if they start violating. If they start doing things like, uh, as he said, red flag laws, especially through executive order, they start mandatory uh, uh, registration for your gun. I, I'm not doing that. I'm yeah, not doing that. We all mandatory say. buyback. No, I'm not selling. But mandatory buyback. What a weird term that is. That is not, that's not what it is. It's just it's com, it's it's confiscation you for confiscating your property. Yeah. Right? Like it's like it's not a it's compensate and confiscate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah, a, what it is. Uh, but that's not a that's not a buyback. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, there we have to constantly fight these battles. We've been fighting them the whole time. I mean, we fought them under Republican presidents mm-hmm. where you have to fight against people taking your constitutional rights. That's always been you know part of, of what we're doing here. It, see, it becomes more and more intense the, as people get rid of these social and, and political norms where they're talking about doing all of these things that I would argue are unconstitutional. We have to fight against them. I mean, that's, you know, that's, there are obviously lines to that. And the way that we do that is important, but of course you fight for your constitutional Mm -hmm. rights. And I would fight for them, whether it was Democrats or Republicans trying so to take I. them. So would I. Mean, I. I. You know, I we've sat, I've sat here. I could give you examples from the, even this administration that I thought, you know, the the the, uh, the bump stock ban I thought was absolutely unconstitutional. Right. I, you know, and again, that was something that Trump did, and we talked about it a lot. Um, I, that that absolutely, you have to fight for those things. You have to. I mean, you if you don't do that, if you if there are not people who are sitting back and 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 saying, wait a minute. There are lines here. There are constitutional lines that cannot be crossed. You know, w- people keep talking about this in the in the context of the election and that Trump is doing things that no other president has done. First of all, all these things have been done by Democrats uh, before and pre- right. past, even in recent elections, even in 2016. Many right. of these things were, were were done. And I look at this kind of as a, you know, you, you, you these are attorneys, right? Attorneys are looking for every way possible to get their person to win. We knew this happened with people with John Kerry and Al Gore. It's happening with with Trump here. Um, and you can say that maybe this one's valid and the last ones weren't. But the bottom line is these te- these teams are going to fight for their team to win mm-hmm. using every legal a- pathway they can think of. 
That's not something that's crazy in our system. In fact, you could argue, if you were to say that there was absolutely no fraud, right? Let's just say for a second, no fraud at all. Everything went down the exact way it was supposed to. You could argue that our system has worked really well, right? You could argue that you would say, well, if this president, if let's just say Barack Obama was doing this, the fact that these are all broken up around different states with different systems protects against someone overreaching. So if there actually is overreach and there's nothing to these cases, then the system is going to reject that. We just have to make sure the system stays together because if it breaks apart, then we're every other nation on this earth. And we've seen what that's led to. New constitutions, you know, riots, uh, all sorts of crazy things. All kinds of bad things. (laughs) Yeah, bad things. Venezuela. Mm. Venezuela. All right, back in just a second.